We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. And for how much I am against primetime games, having a Monday night football game makes your week go super fast. Because every single day this week, I'm like, I have no clue what day it is. I'm glad tomorrow's Friday. We made it to Thursday. Um, you know, everything but the game. It really kind of speeds, <laughs> I... speeds your week up. You know, I actually had the epiphany, I think it was on Sunday. I was like, I think Monday night might be my favorite primetime game. Well, I'm not sure of that or Thursday, but one of those two. I like them both more on Sunday night because my Sunday very much turned into, oh, I don't have anything going on. <laughs> I can just hang out. I don't need to do whatever. So that was a fun break. But then the game happened and that wasn't fun. Yeah, so speaking of prime time, and I know we'll have plenty to talk about this because we have the bye week after the Panthers this weekend, and then they play the Steelers. I am really hoping my fingers are crossed. Like, it's my Christmas wish that that Sunday night football game against the Steelers gets flexed out of (laughs) Sunday night football, which has a real legit chance. Um, Obviously, I want Cincinnati to win this weekend, and that would probably help their chances, but I just, even Steeler fans, I was reading the tweet, they're like, get this game out of Sunday Night Football, put it on one o'clock, so I'm hoping that happens, it's week 11, I think that's when you can officially start to flex the games, and I think it just falls at the perfect time, so hopefully that one gets flexed out, and I'm banking on it right now. Just trying to peek at what could get flexed in, Uh, I mean, Chiefs Chargers, but that's a four o'clock, I bet CBS protects that, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) <laughs> you know they love the Broncos Raiders Broncos. put them on put them on let's ride let's ride Russ. Uh, oh man there's not a lot of good games I think that's the bad news here this is a, it's like Bears Falcons Browns Bills Lions Wait. Giants no you're right none of that sounds good and the thing is I'm sure the viewership with the Steelers audience and yep. Cincinnati would probably be the best they're like hey we'd probably be okay they'll want the Pittsburgh market yep so we're probably that's not going to happen, but we'll look ahead to that in a couple weeks. We'll stay with what's happening right now. Actually, what just happened? I told you off the air. Um, I really appreciate you going back and watching the tape from Monday night because that had to be torture. Uh, I don't even know where you can start because one of the things we've I've said, I feel like the Cincinnati team just makes mistakes where they could avoid and they should have won the games when they lost by a field goal. They lost by two against Baltimore Ravens. They should get off to better starts. This game, I mean, credits to the Browns. They just beat them down. And maybe it changes if Cincinnati gets on the board in their first drive and things go differently in the first quarter, even the second quarter. But it just really never looked like they belonged there on Monday Night Football. When you watch the tape, because one of the things we know that happens after a loss is the blame game. I want to blame this unit. I want to blame this player. I want to blame this coach. I want to blame the play calling and just over a week ago, everybody's like, oh, great game. What a great game plan. You got to give credit to Zach Taylor. You got to give credit to the offensive line, Joe Burrow, this defense. And 
it's just yeah, it's not as fun uh, when you're you're playing that game of of who's the worst or who did a bad job on Monday Night Football. I want to stay with the offensive line because it's been a topic of conversation for years now. And again, around the league, there's some bad offensive line play, and unfortunately, it happened again Monday Night Football on national TV on the big stage for everyone to see. What's up with the offensive line, and is that the biggest problem with the offense from this past Monday? Um, man, it's a good question. I think it is, but it isn't. It isn't just that they're all you know playing terrible. So I think the issue is even early in the game. It was like Burrow's first pass attempt. He was just sped up. It, it just felt like he didn't trust his offensive line to block for him. They had um. A, a race uh, two-man concept, which is a sit and then a, a 12-yard in behind it. The guy didn't even break on the end before Burrow checked it down. And I was just like, he's not even really waiting for that. <laughs> he's he's just like, get this ball out of my hands. I don't want Miles Garrett to kill me. Happened later anyway. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, it felt he felt very sped up as if he didn't trust his offensive line, which just isn't where you want to be. That's where he was against Dallas. And then it felt like last week and the week before, and granted those defensive lines aren't super impressive. The Falcons and, um, oh, wow, blanking on. For that would be the Saints. Neither, oh one, of gosh, those, too. Yeah, neither one of those defensive lines was like, you know, the, the Saints defensive line is good, but they don't have a, a Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, it felt like Burrow was very much, I'm going to get the ball out of my hands quick. And then the few times he did try to hold on to the ball, it ended up like that strip sack. There was a couple times that he had a good pocket. I think it, it sucks because I think at times they had a good plan for Garrett. And then at times I just didn't like it. At all. Like there, there was a few plays where the tackles on an Island with miles Garrett. And I'm just like, why is the tight end opposite of him? I, you know where that guy is. Most of, most of the time he's over the left tackle. So I'm, to me, I would have my tight end attached at the hip to the left tackle. I know sometimes you want to move him around, change the run strength, the run plays you can get to, but it's more important to me to have that tight end right over, right next to Miles Garrett to give that early chip rather than that late one. Because if Miles Garrett's been in this league a while, he's seen every single chip known to man. He knows all of these things because teams are doing it to him every single week. So I think that's the issue with that late chip that P Ryan gave and not to say Jonah played that really, really well, but it, it just, it turned what Jonah was like, he might lose this rep into a disaster in a sack. So I don't know if they had the best plan for miles Garrett. And I think Burrow was sped up prematurely, but it almost ends up being, yeah, that made it almost ends up being confirmed later in the game when he did try to hold the ball and he, he takes all these hits. So it's hard to blame him too much i don't think the offensive line played very well and i guess i would say they were the main culprit although we're a missed holding call and another holding call away from t higgins having quite a game well going back and watching he was doing very well it's just uh they were those officials had a very loose whistle with uh not calling those uh when the corner extends his hand after he's been beat and you can see him magically catch up to the wide receiver it's like i think i know what happened here <laughs> 
So when you watch that, because I think there was some criticism after the game, and of course, you're going to call out the play caller after a loss. It happens every NFL team. We see it, and it's magnified because we are following this team, but it happens all over the NFL when a team loses. That's probably the first thing that people are going to point out is the play calling. When you talk about T. Higgins and you say he could have just had a monster game, do you feel like they had the right game plan with their receivers? Because I've said it before. You yes, Jamar Chase is special. He is their number one receiver on this team. And I think that shows again on Monday Night Football just how they look without him. But there were critic there was criticism that they didn't involve T and Tyler more. And that was a big head scratcher. Do you think if if some of those calls go their way that that game plan that they had the right game plan going in? Um well one they, they did get one of the calls, but in my mind, it's just like if he doesn't hold rather than if they get the call. Because the call is way less important than if he doesn't hold and you actually get the 50-yard touchdown. Yeah. So, like, smart on them for, you know, doing that. <laughs> but it does suck uh, for T specifically. Just, like, it looks like he didn't produce until garbage time. But it's like, well, he, he should have. Um, I guess I would say I don't think the, the, the game plan – and the play calling out because it almost feels bad to say the game plan wasn't perfect uh, or anything like that. When the scripted plays worked really well, I want to go back and watch one more time, just chart it out. I've been charting the offense every week and I haven't done that yet because I was busy, um, but it felt like the, the scripted plays worked really well. And I want to see what they did there. I know they ran the only, I only know the one RPO and that was when he threw the pick. So I don't think it was a bunch of RPOs down the field that, you know, that that's how they were moving the ball. Um, it seemed like they got quite a few, let's see, they had a 26 yard gain in there, 14 yard gain in there. They got a 12 man call. I don't know. After that, they had an 11 yard gain, 21 yard gain, but they're very spread out and usually had a sack or something to ruin that ruin the drives later on. But, um, they were able to string together a few big plays. I don't know. I, I want to go back and watch. I also think the run game that. You have to be able to run on the Browns. I don't think they got like heavy boxes. These these were light boxes that they were trying to run into for the most part. There were a few, you know, plus ones, but a lot of times they were even in the box when they were in the shotgun just because they're so nervous about the passing game. And that's how you should play the Bengals because they can't run the ball. And the Browns have a not very good, a bad bottom five run defense. And the Bengals could not run the ball. So I think that is a primary reason that it was so it didn't work at all on monday so we have to bring that conversation up because it's been one and you're getting to the halfway point of the season it's still a topic of conversation with this offense it's really hard to be legit be a contender be a top afc team when you can't balance out your offense and we can talk all we want about being without jamar chase you still have t higgins you still have tyler boyd you still have a guy like hayden hurst and this team right now can't run the ball when your quarterback has more rushing touchdowns than your starting running back that's that's a little bit of a concern here i mean i know it's joe burrow and he's a pretty special guy but at some point, Joe Mixon has to produce. And I I will say this, because the criticism is if his offensive line play was better this year and maybe Frank Pollock, the run game coordinator and offensive line coach, was helping you know, assist better that Joe Mixon would be better in producing. 
But my criticism is Joe Mixon has played with far worse offensive lines and he's been able to produce. So what's, what's the problem? Like what's going on? There were a few sparks and a few, a few games ago. And now we're at the point where you can't even run against a defense who can't stop the run and you can't score points until the fourth quarter. And you have those weapons. That's a huge concern right now with your run game. Yeah, I think um, after the Ravens Saints, uh, the Ravens and Saints game specifically, I thought the run game was going to be fine and good because it was good. He was over five yards of carry in both those games, and even last week, um, while it wasn't perfect, there was a, a bit of noise with that because he had so many inside the like five yard line carries, inside the two carries that were dragging down his uh, yards per carry. Then this game, I thought Joe Mixon played poorly. Now I do think he got some unnecessary heat from a screenshot that uh, made it seem as if the offensive line was climbing perfectly to the linebacker and that he missed a touchdown. No comment on it. I just, the, the thing about it is if you take a screenshot literally like a third of a second later, you can see the offensive lineman didn't block that linebacker. He fell down and the linebacker stood in the hole and then T is blocking his guy into that hole. So Mixon didn't really make the wrong read. My issues come. He's, I think as we a lot of people have pointed out he's not really breaking tackles. And the offensive line isn't doing a good job at the second level. I think they're doing an okay job at the first level to create a small opening. But they're not getting to the second level to get him sprung up into the safety, into the corner with a full head of steam. Instead, he has to try to do that to a linebacker. And he's just not making those guys miss. He's not – I think he's fine running – after contact, I know the stats haven't been great with that. I do think he's still lowering his shoulder and getting some positive yards that way, but it feels as if he just he's not making anybody really miss, not creating explosive plays that way. And then just in that game, it just felt a lot like uh, like he's in space one on one because he had nine targets. He dropped one. <laughs> there was a it wasn't a good drop. It was he had to spin around to catch it, but you're you know, you're paid to do that. <laughs> he had seven catches. And they only went for 32 yards because he made like nobody miss in the, in the past game. And he had a lot of opportunities to go one-on-one -on -one with corners and linebackers and safeties. And he just pretty much went down each time. So I don't know. I thought he looked a lot better the past couple weeks. And then this game happens. I just, This one, I don't know if it was injury though, because he's looked healthy and, I, I didn't see like a lack of burst or a lack of ability to change direction or anything like that. Just felt like he's not make it's a balance thing. And I don't know what the cause of that would be. You could play around with ideas, but he just, if he, if he gets hit, it seems like he's going down. I don't know. Maybe it's um this is such a big workload. It's taxing on him and maybe the ankles still have the full yield. I don't know. There's a whole lot of ideas that could be the reason why, but I thought he looked good the past couple of weeks. So this game was a, a letdown. So, I mean, what do you, what do you do in this situation? Because sorry, Jamar Chase is out right now. going to need a little help from your running back. You pay him a pretty nice chunk of change. They're not going to bench him because of the paycheck that they're paying him. I truly think that he's going to play. They're going to want Joe Mixon out there because he might have a game where he is the old Joe Mixon of what we've seen in previous years. But what do you do? I mean, do you, I know this is the Chris Evans hive, so I'm going to put it out there. Do you give some reps to Chris Evans out there because they're 
obviously not doing it in the passing game after one shot down the field. We never saw him again. Um, do you have Smaj P. Ryan out there? You know, who's producing the most right now? I, I think that's extremely important to balance out your offense when you want to get your run game going. So you have to make a decision soon because it's going to get late. Um, I mean, we could just both realistically say Chris Evans isn't going to take any running tar any any rush attempts He's really not. from him. I, I don't think they like him there. <laughs> I don't think they yeah, like him. I don't him know if they like him at all. <laughs> Uh, he had two two snaps, and they were both outside at wide receiver. Um, so I don't know. I, I think they like at times to get that matchup when they split him out, and then a, a linebacker matches up over him. I think they like that, and that's about the end of what they like about Chris Evans. I mean, even the kick returns though, like uh, it's not all him because when I it's hard to see on broadcast, and it's like man. They're getting to the 15, though, and something's got to change on that because that is just unacceptable. Uh, why, are you, why are they coming out of the end zone? Why yeah. are you coming out of the end zone? Yeah, and I, I don't know whose call that is, if Simmons is telling him to do that or if Evans gets the ball and he sees something and goes, oh, I can make something happen here. Don't know. Wouldn't know that unless uh, you talked in the meeting. I would say Mixon over the last four games is still, including this debacle uh, at four what 4.4 yards per carry so it's not terrible if he can stay around there but you want to see more of those weeks with the five yards per carry and up we haven't really gotten a spike week we've gotten like good weeks like these five let's see what he had 5.6 yards per carry against baltimore and new orleans so like those are good weeks but we haven't gotten like a oh mixon went for seven yards of carry in this game and you know 10 carries 75 yards or something like that he's just not really doing that so if you can get that, that's nice. I think if it was me, I would probably give P Ryan more touches, but it would still be Mixon leading the committee by a fair amount. I just think eight to one is probably a little bit off on the ratio that they should go with for that. But then also they only like P Ryan. They only love P Ryan when he's doing pass protection. Mm -hmm. So What's the snap count? You know, like when do these guys come on the field? There's a whole bunch of issues. I just think give, you know, P Ryan, make it like a 66 33 split on the running back touches, maybe something like that, just to keep Joe a little bit more fresh. If he's older, maybe it'll help. I don't know. I still, I'm kind of with the team where I think the running game will be at its best if you can get Joe Mixon going. I know there's a lot of Chris Evans truthers and there's, Oddly, a lot of Samaj P. Ryan truthers who wild. all wanted him replaced this offseason. I don't forget. Uh, so, like, I thought, I mean, I thought he's a fine running back too, but now there's a lot of people saying, like, he should start. He gets north quick. I think when you look at how they actually run, P. Ryan doesn't move laterally very well or jump cut very well or any of those things. Now, he can get you yards, but to me, he feels more like the Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, four yards and next play whereas Mixon I know he hasn't done much this year but we have a long track record of him being able to do stuff and I do think at least last year even he was very talented I thought he was still you know top 10 running back in the league last year it's just this year is just it hasn't been that and you just the best way this running the the best case scenario for this running game is Mixon can just snap it back on and they're able to roll with him 
Yeah, we'll make this fast because I want to wrap this up and get to our questions and our mailbag segment. But yes, I will never forget being in an Uber, leaving SoFi Stadium, reading all of the tweets about Samaje P. <laughs> I will never forget that moment. Nobody wanted him on the squad, and now everybody wants him to be the starting running back. So honestly, again, this is a midway point of the season. I'm hoping Mixon gets it going uh, because, again, this offense is better when Joe Mixon is running the game and and in the air on the ground and just really balancing out this offense so next we'll get to the mailbag on it's always game day in cincinnati